0: Jim Jeffries is one of my probably four favourite stand-up comedians from Sydney and I saw him earlier in the year basically doing what is his latest Netflix show uh, which is This Is Me uh, which only came onto Netflix I think last weekend um, he does a lot of other stuff, he does lots of TV now and um, <clears throat> he's been, active, and he's been he, I think he had a short-running sitcom and he does like a, a ter- sort of political comedic, comedic daily show as well um, and I've i really liked him. He's uh, he's sort of in the he's he's closer to the Doug Stanhope mould, I guess. He's not um he's not a wildly political man, I guess. Um, but he does involve himself in those areas, uh, and he's often obscene and boundary pushing as well, um, which I really fell for in the The first few stand ups I saw of him uh, pushed the boundaries a lot. Um, so he's he's sort of a, a, along that way. If Stanhope's at one end, and, and Ricky Gervais is the other is he's kind of in the middle as far as offensive offendertronists go. Um, his new show, um, it's it's. It, like, I, I was very critical of the Ricky Gervais show Humanity, which is a, a few months old now. Um, this is better in pretty much every way. He talks about himself a lot, but whereas Ricky Gervais talked about himself being on Twitter and talked about his money and talked about how other celebrities interact with him and so on. so. This is much more sort of homespun stories. He tells some interesting stories. The highlight of the whole thing is when he is hired by uh, Mariah Carey to do a comedy gig at James Packer's birthday. And it's a long sequence, but it's by far the best and most interesting. Here, the name dropping is fascinating. And uh, James Packer's really got no idea who he is until he goes, wait, gun control, Uh, And he does a good, like, if you haven't seen the YouTube clips of um, Jim Jeffries on gun control, the best ever on gun control. He eviscerates every single argument for gun control brilliantly. It's the best 12, 15 minutes of comedy I think I've seen, um, certainly in the modern era. It's it's fantastic. And it made his name. It made him really famous. He, He comes up with this really poignant bit in it where he says, like, every time there's a school shooting, I get more views. Like he, I get more people interested in my work every time lots of people get shot and killed, which he said that you know it isn't what you want. Um, not all of it works. Uh, sometimes it's a little bit boorish. Where he, before he, when he was at his sort of early years, um, when he was boorish, it was it what it didn't come across as boorish. It came across as rudely offensive, but in a, in very very funny ways a couple of times here he's a little bit boorish nowhere near as boorish as ricky gervais was who did a whole thing on and jenner and it was just tedious and it was it was ugly and it was obvious he does a couple of bits here there's a bit on homosexuality here which commit the criminal sins of not being that funny you can get away with murder if you're hilarious but it, it has to be hilarious if you're going to push boundaries other times he's on much better footing um, like I said, the whole massive sequence is probably the centrepiece when he does this whole uh, bit about how he was paid a fortune to do Mariah Carey uh, to do James Packard's birthday in a garden and Leonardo DiCaprio's there and he does this whole spiel about Al Pacino, talking to him in Al Pacino's voice and it's brilliant because you just you just completely believe that it's true and it's such an incredible story. And you can just imagine that Al Pacino is exactly like Al Pacino in real life. And he came across that way as well. And the whole Packard carrie thing was kind of interesting as well. You said like, that James Packard was just sitting there seizing virtually the whole time. And they weren't really together much after that. Um, there are lots of interesting stuff along the way. Um, curiously, weirdly, the weakest segment on the whole thing, I saw this live, is the end. He does this whole bit at the end, which goes on for a little bit about how he's you know he likes pretending to be a giant with um miniature bottles of vodka or children's toilets or stuff like that i didn't find it funny when i saw it live and i didn't find it funny on tape either i've given this a little bit of leeway though because um comedy works with surprise above all else um you know you hear a joke once it's funny you hear a joke the next time it's not so funny So I was familiar with about 60, 70% of this material. I personally, maybe it's because I saw it first live, I thought the show that he did in Sydney was better than this. Um, He did some great um, interaction with the crowd in that Sydney show as well where that was really funny and off the cuff. And a lot of um, his hometown stuff, all of that's gone, obviously for an international, largely American audience. So we don't get outside of it and some of the stuff that material that's been replaced i'd say this i would say it was much better than ricky gervais and not quite as interesting it's not his sharpest other times he's done stuff like gun control it's been incredibly sharp and focused and really really good and he doesn't push the boat out as offensively as he used to Um, but it's still much less dull than the Ricky Gervais one. Not quite as good as the Dave Chappelle shows or the majority of those four shows that went on Netflix um, last year, Uh, most of which I really enjoyed. And I'd say out of all four, having seen all four in the last year, um, I saw Doug Stanhope live. Doug Stanhope is the one that is still firing at his best. Um, Chappelle a tiny bit below, Uh, Jim Jefferies a little bit further back, and Ricky Gervais quite a long way back. So I'm going to give This Is Me a 7.5 out of 10. Uh, Well worth watching. Probably 70% of it is really funny and not as good as some of the other stuff I've seen. So 7 out of 10. Uh, This is from the original Lauren Hill.